0: What's your favorite scary movie?
1: Be afraid. Be very afraid.
0: You're gonna need a bigger boat. Here's Johnny. The power of Christ compels you. The power of Christ compels you. Whatever you do.
1: Hi, I'm Jamie. And
0: I'm Nikisha, and this is Talking Horror with Jamie. And Nikisha. Where we share our love for spooky things and talk horror through the lens of human behavior. Watch this. Human <laughs> behavior.
1: <laughs> Are you voguing there? <laughs> okay, well,
0: for the people who will see us on the YouTubes, if you, since you, if you're just listening to us, what I did... Do you remember Usher? He did the Tiny the Tiny Desk concert, and then there was a whole bunch of just videos of him singing Confessions, and like before he says sings a song, he says, watch really? this, and he just does this. <laughs> 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 so I, if you know, you know. Like, no, I did not know that he did that. That's really funny. But you know the song Confessions, yes? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, beautiful. Mm-hmm. And he's like, right before he sings, he's like, watch this. Is there a part
1: one and part two? There is a part one and a part two. <laughs> Oh, Oh, do I remember?
0: That's for the uh, true millennials out there who (laughs) know that album. But if you know, again, if you know, you know, you know what I did. Otherwise, go on our YouTubes Mm -hmm. and watch it. Mm -hmm. Okay, so very excited to dive into our conversation today because we are talking about the 2009 horror film, The House of the Devil. <laughs> oh my God! Oh my God! Oh my God, you scared the crap out of me.
2: Take it easy. I'm sorry. I, I didn't mean to scare you. I I just thought you could use a light as all. So sue me for being helpful. I almost just died. Oh my God. I almost just had a heart attack and died. you you did. Safe. Thanks. All
0: better. Paces.
2: It's freezing out here. Okay.
1: did you come from
2: did you just hide Mm -mm. are you are you not the babysitter no i'm not the babysitter my friend
0: so one more time yep that's great love it keep it that needs to be just a sound clip that we have from now on (laughs) that <laughs> if anything's spooky spooks, <laughs> it's just that sound. <laughs> it's just a spooky song. It's just a spooky little song. I love it. I mean, tis the season. September first. Can we get a oh, hand yeah. clap for that? Happy
1: spooky season to us all. To Although us the real all. the real folks have been celebrating spooky season all year round, but you know, who, what am I what do I know? Exactly. It's like
0: the real the real ones all year round, the ones who kind of dabble in it start in August. And mm-hmm. then people who really just have it on the day Honestly, just on the day. After you know? July
2: fourth, that's when that's when you should start. If you're Oh you actually, know. yes.
0: I agree yeah, with yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. So The House of the Devil is written, directed, and edited by one tie west, and it stars Jocelyn Donahue, Tom Noonan, Mary Waranov, Greta Gerwig. What are you doing? Hello, Barbie. AJ Bowen and D. Wallace. Come on, Barley. Let's go, Barley. Uh-uh. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I saw her name pop up and I said, What are you doing here, girl? <laughs> What's
2: <laughs> happening? <laughs>
1: I forgot. I've seen this movie and I forgot that she was in it and was oh. like, that's a real do you've got going on. She
0: I'm excited to talk about her character in particular because <laughs> what a character mm-hmm. that was. Uh, But before we get into all of that, producer Brian, please give us some words.
2: Sure. Hi, everybody. Um, Hey, YouTube. We're on YouTube. Hi. Um, Yeah, you can find us wherever you are on social media as well. um, At Talk Horror Pod on TikTok, on Instagram, on Twitter, on Threads. Um, all that fun stuff uh check us out there um and uh yeah we're uh we're I'm, I'm, I'm excited I've never seen this before this is my first time watch uh through the house of the devil so i, I I'm looking forward to hearing what um Nikesha, your first time thoughts are and Jamie yep. what your like multiple viewable uh, thoughts are on this one
0: yeah. Well, speaking of, I forgot to say, obviously, heavy spoilers for The House of the Devil. uh, And maybe some Barbie spoilers, if you want to throw that in with Greta as well. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, Jamie, can you give us some trigger warnings, please?
1: Sure. Uh, This is... This focuses on the horror sub... sub, Oh, my God. I can't talk words. The horror (laughs) sub-genre of Satanic Panic. Mm -hmm. um, Like, as an overarching theme. So, like, if uh, Satanic themes... You're uncomfortable with that. Um, there also like our slasher elements. Um, there's some insides on the outsides, um, lots, lots of them. Some some demons, some uh spoilers for for baby. Um Mm -hmm. pentagrams. Um I don't know if there's like needs to be a spoiler for a lunar eclipse, but it it goes in the realm of the satanic panic and Mm -hmm. kind of witchy stuff.
2: You afraid of Um, moons? Don't watch this.
1: (laughs) Don't Uh, get mooned.
2: Don't don't get mooned. Don't get mooned. Um, You may be mooned if you watch this movie.
1: This also uh, may be a weird trigger warning, but like there's a lot of eating in this film That like I clocked a lot of that like almost kind of made me uncomfortable. Like there's something really intense about the way that everyone's eating in this movie. Mm -hmm. um, When they are eating, so if that is also like a trigger for you, again, that's just like a a heads up. But Satan, lunar eclipse, stabby stabs, witchery, putting babies and things, (laughs) (laughs) all that. Don't do
0: it if you can't handle it. Fantastic. Well, let's get into it. Guys, have you watched anything uh, new this week?
2: I don't think we know. I don't think so. I, I haven't watched a lot, to be totally honest.
1: Yeah, I was like, what What happened? <laughs> what happened this week? Since the last yeah. time we were, we
0: were all together.
2: Well, we went away. We were away for a couple of days, so that was mm. probably part of that. That was
1: spooky, though.
2: What was spooky? We were in upstate New York. We were upstate New York. There's it's, a lot okay. of spooky. So I did a I did a TikTok. Where there are a lot of spooky movies that take place in upstate New York. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe that. Yeah, the list is like, um uh, it so it, it, it my list includes like upstate central and Hudson Valley, like that hey. whole area. So you have like Hell House LLC takes place up there. Mm-hmm. The Night House takes place Abaddon. up there. Um, Things Heard and Seen with Amanda Seyfried is uh, Get Mm -hmm. Out is upstate. Mm -hmm. Um, Sleepaway Camp takes place in upstate New York. Resurrection takes place in Albany. Um, The Poughkeepsie Tapes in Poughkeepsie, New York. Um, Sleepy Hollow, technically, even though that's more like Hudson Valley. Mother May I, the movie I just watched, takes place in and around uh, Binghamton. Uh, A Quiet Place, one and two, is upstate as well.
0: I don't Mm. think I ever realized that
1: A Quiet Place
2: was New York. Upstate New York, <laughs> yeah.
1: Crazy. So what you're saying is, I shouldn't want to move up there. Yes. I mean, why? Well, the housing market but is what so it is, nice. but it's so nice right. up there. <laughs> <laughs> I, I agree, can deal Jamie. with some ghosts. I can deal with some spookery. It's fine. Maybe that'll bring the price down. If there's a yeah, so I will happily uh-huh. move in with a ghost. Yes. If there's any ghosts out there that are looking for a roommate <laughs> and we split that mortgage, I am. In so hard. Yeah. Just get a whole bunch of salt and put it around all the things. Mm -hmm. You know, you have your spaces. I have mine. I think that's a good arrangement. Absolutely. I agree. We'll make (laughs) this
0: work. Hopefully we'll get some DMS (laughs) about it.
1: <laughs> some some ghoulish
0: DMs. Some ghoulish DMs. <laughs> well, okay. I haven't watched anything spooky, but it is a, a coincidence. The reason why I really bring up Barbie, not just because of Greta, but it's because I saw it between the time that oh, we recorded it. Okay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and we last recorded, and now, so it's just really funny that I just watched Barbie and didn't sure. know that Greta was in this at all until mm-hmm. it, sh- it popped up um, on the, during the title card moments. So uh, that was that was interesting movie but
2: did you uh, did you like barbie
0: i did i had mixed feelings about it because i had a lot of friends telling me how they felt about it and i think that influenced Mm. how i was going to watch it because a lot of my friends saw it when it first came out and there wasn't a lot uh that was revealed about what the story actually was. People just thought Mm -hmm. that it was going to be just a fun, you know, Barbie movie with Ryan Gosling, whatever the case may be. And then people were like, oh, well it talks about all of these different, very important issues. And so I was going in knowing that that was a thing. And so It kind of left me in the in between because I wanted to have, I wanted them to go a little bit further with the messaging. If they were, you know, if that's what the movie is going to be about, like go full force in it. Or if you just want it to be like a stupid, fun Barbie movie, just make it a stupid, fun Barbie movie, you know. But I think it landed Mm -hmm. somewhere in the middle. uh, And I just wanted it to go uh, one way or the other. But other than that, I had a good time watching it. And Ryan Gosling is just such a genius uh, actor in general. So he was. Absolutely hilarious the whole time. Um, And, of course, we uh, love our star Barbie. Why can't I think of her name right now? It's in my brain. Margot Robbie. Margot Robbie.
2: (laughs) She's amazing in the movie. She, like, really carries. She doesn't get enough credit for how well she carries that movie out of. Everyone's talking about Ryan Gosling, but, like, She's amazing in that movie, like actually amazing.
0: Well, like the different the different layers and the subtle nuances on how she plays Barbie is absolutely fantastic
2: mm-hmm. in the mm-hmm. sense
0: of not just being like a dumb blonde. And I also love the fact that they when she was talking about her feeling not pretty and then the narrator oh, comes the, in and is yeah, like
2: He's like the producers <laughs> may have made a mistake by casting, right, casting Margot Robbie. Robbie. As, <laughs> Um, yeah, I totally, I understand where you're, where you're coming from there in terms of what you're saying there. Um, um, I, I I personally, I loved it. I think that for a blockbuster movie, I think, I think that the fact that they can even go as far as they went into talking about those topics was, Mm. was impressive because I did not like... If this was a Greta Gerwig indie movie, I, and, and this was all they discussed, I would be just. Dis- this is me speaking, like yeah. personally, I would have been more more. Um, I would have been less satisfied if this was an indie movie and only half asked, like you know, like talk through some of those. But because it was a blockbuster movie where you're really trying to speak to everybody as much as possible, that's I thought fair. that they like split the difference really well in it.
0: Yeah, that's a great. That's a great point. Um, it kind of like, it isn't it fair.
2: It sucks that we have to think about it that right. way. That's but a that whole another problem. Right, right, right.
0: Yes. Yeah. You have to think about what is going to actually sell and be profitable and you have to just, um, hide some of the, you know, messaging in as much as you, as much as you can. Yeah. yeah. Not so that, that this that movie
2: hit it. Like, like. <laughs>
0: I mean, yes, but,
2: <laughs> but yeah, no, totally.
0: Yeah. Fantastic. Okay, well, let's get into the house of the devil. We need a plot summary. And so oh. now that we have our designated plot summary person, producer mm-hmm. Brian.
2: Yes, we I got forgot. This. I know. Okay. Um, uh, whoever's having me, let me know. I'm, I'm just like gathering my thoughts, I'm gathering my houses, my devil houses. <laughs> um, okay, I, I think I can do this. We watched it a couple days ago, but I think I can do this. Yeah.
0: Watch the plot. I believe in you.
2: Thank you. I Let me know. I believe in you. the children are a future. That's where my brain went. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. So, producer Brian, you have two minutes on the clock to give us your best <laughs> plot summary for House of the Devil. Okay. House of the Devil. House. House. That's what I think of every time. Oh, all right. sure. Are you ready?
2: <laughs> yeah, maybe.
1: Okay. <laughs> ready, steady,
2: go. Okay, so we meet a girl in college. She's a sophomore named Samantha. Um, she's trying to move out of her dorm because her roommate's are the worst. Um, and this takes place, we're supposed to assume, in, like, the 80s um, or, like, early 80s, late 70s. Um, and she finds an awesome house, um, but she doesn't have any money. So she gets a flyer in town for babysitting, um, and she ends up taking the job. She gets the job because her friend, played by Greta Gerwig – thank you. Hi, hi, Barbie. Um <laughs> Uh, Greta Gerwig pulls down all of the other flyers, so she has to get the job because no one else. It turns out that there's a lunar eclipse, and the man who hired her is actually hiring her to take care of the mother-in-law and not just any kid. However, the mother-in-law is on her own. So she's basically in the house on her own. Greta Gerwig drops her off, um, and she tells her, I'm going to stay um, because they're paying me extra money. So she's making $300 for the one night to do, like, nothing. So Greta Gerwig drives away. Um, she has to pull over because she wants to like, light a cigarette or something like that. Um, and then she runs into someone in the local graveyard who kills her point blank. He asks, if are you the babysitter? And then just shoots her in the head when she says no. Some another third party. Um, so then we're back in the house. Um, the guy says, you know, order the pizza. Um, it's on the fridge. My mother, the mother's upstairs, he meets the wife. Um, so that's all that is totally fine. Then she's kind of getting spooked by different things in the house. She's trying to call her friend on the phone. Um, and then, long story short, she orders the pizza, she eats the pizza, and she gets drugged. She find she was also dancing in the house and broke a vase. As she was cleaning, she found pictures of the people who lived lived at the house beforehand and realized that like it's not those people she gets drugged we find out that it's a cult and on the lunar eclipse they're essentially trying to impregnate her with like the devil's child she kills all of them except for the one like leader who's got this weird face and that's the mom the the the, the mother-in-law anyway she escapes but she's then brought to the hospital and the nurse is one of the cult members and uh, we find out that she has been impregnated the end
1: woohoo well, she escapes by shooting herself in the head. Oh, I forgot. Yeah, oh, my gosh. She yeah, she
2: does. Oh, duh. Oh, my God. That's so, yeah. So at the end, she's like, she decides <laughs> to, sh- sh- the, the, the the guy who hired her is like, don't, you've already been like, this is already done. The decision has been made for you. So she makes a decision to kill herself. So instead of killing the guy, she puts a gun to her head and blows her own like brains out. But she survives it and so she's in Crazy. the hospital like with the uh, you know all the you know the head wrappings um, and then we find out that she's still pregnant and that's the plot. <laughs> whether whether the deviled baby saved her or it was just right. like an unfortunate set of circumstances I mean we can talk about
0: yeah huh so much to unpack in this Ooh, movie baby. let's <laughs> the bebe. <baby. laughs>
1: Oh, Oh, yes. yes. Also the
0: the bebe. bebe. The bebe. (laughs) Where are bebe's chambers? Um, Okay. (laughs) So let's get into our first segment, which is Likes and Gripes. And now our Likes and Gripes. So, Jamie, do you want to start with your Likes and Gripes? Tell us your relationship with this movie when you first saw it. And give us all your Likes and Gripes, please.
1: Yeah, I I can't actually remember when I saw it. I don't think I saw it in theaters. Mm-hmm. Um I I might have watched it just like by myself um just cuz I like heard it was a a good movie um and like I I do really like satanic panic as a horror subgenre, so I'm assuming that's how I got into it. Um and I do like this movie. Um I <laughs> When we get into the four S's, it might not seem like I like this movie, but I I want (laughs) to confirm that I do (laughs) like this movie, Mm -hmm. even if I find some of the behaviors and actions of people like not smart. But I think also when you take this movie for like the time period that it's taking place, like it, it makes sense, like it's giving you 80s horror aesthetic and that very much is like people aren't making good decisions in those movies. Can I um, just chime in on that? Because I
0: had to go back and read some of the plot uh, from the wiki page. And so just because you had mentioned making wrong decisions, I just want to shout out a couple of sentences from the (laughs) wiki plot (laughs) because it literally says like she is making bad decisions. One of the sentences is... uh, After she finds her friend Megan Corpse in the kitchen, it says, Samantha runs upstairs instead of out of the house. (laughs) 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 And then it also says, um, oh, Samantha shoots herself in the head, making the first and only rational choice of the movie.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Um, <laughs> um, that's that like, <sighs> So what Jamie said there is a like and a gripe for me, too. Because mm, it's sure. a gripe because, like, like what the fuck are you doing? What but it's doing? a like because this movie is shot with all the equipment you would have shot, like, an 80s movie on. Yep. It, it looks <clears> like and feels like an 80s movie from, like, the ground up. So, like, mm-hmm. that made it feel more genuine and authentic in a way. Even but the opening of, nuts. like,
1: based on yeah. true events. Yeah, totally. Right. Like a Texas exactly. Chainsaw mm-hmm.
2: Massacre or something yes. like that. Mm-hmm. Totally, totally, totally. And as it, we've said yeah. many times on this podcast, the 70s is my favorite decade for horror. I love mm. it. This had very late 70s, early 80s vibes. Like that that when early 80s movies like... Um, friday the 13th or the shining still felt like late 70s movies like that's like a real like enjoyment wheelhouse for me Mm -hmm. so like Mm -hmm. that element of this movie really blew me away to be totally honest
0: Mm -hmm. yeah no it's one and i just want to confirm uh, with brian it was shot on a 16 millimeter film to get the aesthetic of like 80s so it was great Sorry. Continue yeah. on.
1: <laughs> no, no, I was, you made me, I was looking at the wiki to see like what else, what other uh, yes. <laughs> opinions came into the plot. One of them says, after erratically and wildly dancing all over the entire house with her eyes closed and quote, accidentally breaking a
2: vase. Yeah. What do you mean? accident? Like, like yeah, it was an accident. It was clearly an accident.
1: Uh. But also, what is compelling her to dance all over this house (laughs) with her eyes closed? And her... Okay, here's a gripe. You order pizza, and then you're going to wear headphones in the house, and you can't hear when the pizza arrives? What are you doing? (laughs) What are you doing?
2: But I actually think that's not the gripe. The gripe is that you don't hold the pizza box when you're scared vertically,
0: Vertically, I literally like, was like, if she opens this pizza and it's not dismembered, it's done. I'm out. Oh, it's done. I was looking I'm for out. that.
2: I was looking, <laughs> but it was dismembered, and and was. I was that made me very happy. But I was just like, even if I was scared to death by something, I, my first instinct would be protect the pizza. <laughs> it like, it like, one hundred percent.
1: <laughs> Forget it's me. Food. Protect the pizza. Yeah,
2: like she like grabbed it like a like a library book, and I'd be like, yes. "No, you save the pizza. The pizza's the thing that's gonna comfort you, anyway." That that we may be going too deep into the weeds with uh, that one, but th- I'm We're just, just saying,
1: we, yes. we feel we have strong opinions about pizza in yes, this
2: house. We do. Pizza's um, great.
0: Yes.
1: <laughs> but um. But no, I like there are these fundamentally bad choices that these characters are making like the idea that um, well first of all she makes this phone call on a payphone and then the phone then she hangs up and then the phone rings like what would compel you to answer a ringing payphone even if you just used it that is not something... And I, you know, I, I'm i a millennial. Like, I I existed when payphones existed. Right. There was no moment where I was ever going to answer a ringing payphone. Like, yeah. that's that's not for me. Um, also, her inability... not for
2: me. Yeah, her inability to follow up on the questions that she asked, like... Like, it right. was, like, really annoying. And also, like, like she was like, well, how did you get this number? And he's like, oh, never mind. And it's just like, no, like, yeah. I need to know these answers because my safety is at stake here. Like, what right, the yes. hell are you doing? So, like, while, it, again, that's a like and a gripe. It felt sure. very 70s, 80s movies. But, like, this character presents as not only timid, but smarter than this character. So, the, the, the yes. character presents as timid. So, like... I just don't see her, like, doing the things she did in the house. Ha- anyway, that's... I'm getting too no, much. Yes. Yeah, I, I go think that's,
1: for it. I think that's a great way to get into, like... Overall, I think my biggest gripe is, like, the the type of personality that we're getting is, like, then pivots to something totally different when yeah. she's actually in the house. Like, her... Her conversation with her her bestie, Greta, um, Barbie, um, mm-hmm. like, their <laughs> Hi, interactions. Barbie. Hi, Barbie. <laughs> Hi, Ken. Um, like, their interactions about, like, oh, well, maybe. I mean, honestly, also, I think, like, Greta's character is smarter. E- like, even smarter than yes. our main character because she's, like, why would you? Why would you agree to stay in this house when like they lied to you about who you're actually babysitting? It's and even not before, a kid.
0: And she yeah. was like, "Why
1: are you even taking this job when he was like flaking on you?" And yes, everything he's seemed, flaked, yeah. like we're done here, right? Um, but also, no just work. take her dad's money. Yeah, I don't know why you she was a, too proud for that, and that's
2: fine if you're you too proud. You only have a weekend to get the, the money thing. together. Like, like right. the time
1: frame is totally. like so short like just get the help and then work to pay back like I it, it just like it seems she's she's like weirdly very prideful in that moment um, and so then for, like you know
2: so for those what? of you who li- who are just listening and didn't watch it Greta Gerwig's character <laughs> offered to give her the money to pay for the house um it's it seemed like she came from money, and that the father kind of like liked giving them money and like knew who Samantha was as a friend um so she offered her the money, and then, as Jamie said, like was too proud to take it, but she only had one weekend to pay the down payment on the yeah, house for she the had, 300. Like, three hundred days, yeah, mm-hmm. like. That's fine. If you can't like you could say like I will take it but I will pay you back. Like that's right. fine, but like it's not like someone was coming to break her knees. Like I understand <laughs> that the the situation was dire <laughs> because her That's
1: really aggressive.
2: Like w- they showed like a very 80s like my roommate's the worst. Like, you know, situation. Oh my god.
1: This roommate was so bad. Like and I've had man, could I tell stories about bad roommates? I have had Ooh. many. I am the, like, queen of bad roommates. Brian uh-huh. can attest to this. He is not one of them. Okay, thank, thank you. God. Thank
2: you for clarifying. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do
1: want to clarify. Brian is not one of the bad roommates. Brian's probably the best roommate I've had. Um, you know, my bestie being a close second. But, like, man, I've, I have like, had chronically bad roommates. And, like, just... I don't even know – I couldn't tell in the beginning if she was locked out of her room or if she just didn't want to go in because her roommate was – oh, I, I didn't give a trigger warning, but, like, there are – there is, like, uh, references to sex in this movie because sure. she's trying to get back into her dorm room and her roommate's having sex with someone and, like, she gets annoyed and she, like, leaves and walks around on campus. Mm-hmm. Um and then when she does go into her room, her roommate's like still asleep and wakes up at who knows what time it. I, she just said like evening or afternoon or something, and like didn't even remember who the guy was. Like she was asking questions, and then she's like, "Oh, by the way, like you got a phone call. And she's right. Like who was it?" And she's like, "I don't know, I wrote it." And she's like, "Where?" And she's like, "On your." desk somewhere. Gone. Like she's acting incredulous that mm-hmm. her roommate is asking where she puts. It's just like, it was so over the top. um But, the, but then again, it's like, okay, she's like, you know, a little particular, whatever, like seems very smart. But then she gets to the house and she's by herself, not by herself. She's babysitting mm-hmm. in the house and she literally starts going. This is really my gripe. She goes through every single door every drawer she goes into the office in the desk Mm -hmm. she's so fucking nosy and I literally turned to Brian in this movie and I was like have you ever babysat before have you ever done this I've babysat before I wasn't going through the owner's shit like that's nuts like that's like shocking to me
2: yeah I there are houses I've been in like Twenty plus times, and have never seen certain rooms. Yeah, because like right. that's not what I'm. Uh, that's I don't know. I I just have a little bit more respect for other people's space, I guess.
1: Yeah, well, their stuff. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, it's I, wonder tech, if I guess part it's not it, their
2: stuff. I mean,
1: <laughs> true. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, I I wonder if part of it was like this was such an emergency situation that like. She was never going to interact with these people again. Whereas, like, you know, if you're if you're a cash-strapped young person and you're like, I'm gonna do some babysitting gigs, like you want to build a good relationship with the people you're babysitting for so that you, you know, get more jobs, get more work right. from them. But maybe that was why. But like that just seemed so outside of like who she was already presenting as. Totally. And it made it, it made it really hard. Ho- like, I feel like there could have been other things that she did in the house or even there's also a part where it's like I get that there's tension building in that and this movie's only 95 minutes it's not very long but there is something about that part in the movie where she's going through every single room and drawer and all of this where it kind of does feel lengthy and and I I like didn't remember how long it takes before like Things like the the things start to ramp up, and then like and then all of a sudden you get to the end. Like between her her anxiety of being in the house and mm-hmm. trying to call uh, Greta multiple times, but at that point Greta had been shot in the head, and so like she obviously wasn't answering her phone because she was dead. Um, and so she has this anxiety. The main character has this anxiety about like is my friend okay? Mm-hmm. Um, and then. Is And then, like, orders the pizza, and, like, that's kind of a distraction, but she, like, just keeps freaking out and having more anxiety. She, like, calls the police and then hangs up, and then they call her back, and she's like, sorry, it was a mistake, and she's talking to herself out loud, like, girl, calm down, like, it's okay, but that just goes on for, like, quite a long period of time, and I kind of felt like let's just get to the point. But then it's like, what else is there? Because this movie's still pretty short. Um, but also
2: like, if, if this is, this is one of my gripes and this fits in exactly what Jamie's saying. I don't think that you needed the like headphones in dance sequence and her breaking the thing and then going in the closet, if she's being nosy and going in every room, just have yeah, her find the, the picture. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, it, yeah. like the, that stuff kind of just, I get that it builds the tension, like Jamie said. Like, that thing falling, it breaking, her trying to clean it up quickly because she doesn't want to disturb the very private mother-in-law. Like, mm-hmm. I get all of that, and the cinematography um, should be shouted out um, by... Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Elliot Rocket like just a really great job however it just felt like too much was it felt like too much was happening in a span of time where nothing was happening if that makes sense yeah, yeah yes. absolutely mm-hmm.
1: I agree like there's something where it's like this is going on for too long but also like Again, this this isn't a very long movie, so you know why why not just like get to the point? If they're already making her nosy, she can get this information in a different way. Right. But I I also wonder like there is something that again speaks to that time aesthetic that we're getting. That you know I'm I am all in on like an early eighties dance montage. Oh, like sep- totally. it's like separately like yes I love this, but like it doesn't quite make sense. So it's like. There's this weird tension between these things that like I don't know if it makes sense in this movie but I like the aesthetic that it's giving me so like I'm still kind of enjoying it um mm-hmm. but like if you if you separate that it's like why is this happening this like this doesn't need to be here um so yeah I think I I think I agree with you Brian that like it feels like a lot of combo <laughs> likes and gripes like kind of interwoven mm-hmm. with each other because it's like things that both benefit the movie but also work against it at the same time Um, but I think that's why like I like the movie but my scoring is I don't know maybe I'm a little harsh but like again (laughs) I do think that the the choices that are happening like her not escaping from the house doesn't entirely make sense like she has so many opportunities to leave and then doesn't and it's like what are you doing Mm -hmm. (laughs) right
0: like, is money that important to you that if you are seeing, if you're getting so she anxious. She already got
1: some. Oh, that's right. She could have literally just, she like, got, got half, the money and left. She got half of the money up front. Yeah. So, like, you already have $200. Like, you don't need the other $200. You also got pizza money. Like, just bail. <laughs> just bail. Just get out of there. <laughs> don't run up the stairs. Run out of the house. Number one. Yeah.
0: Fantastic. Do you have any more, uh, like, subscribe, Jamie, or is that it?
1: Um, again, it might be a combo, but, like, I think that the, the, the homeowner, I think it's Mr. Ullman is his mm-hmm. name, um, he is just, like, so obviously bad, like, not bad as in a bad actor, but, like, like it's eerie, just so clear odd. that he's, yes. yeah, it's so clear that, like, he is doing something insidious and nefarious and, like, nefarious, you know, spooky dooky. Um, even the way that he's talking about the eclipse, like all, like all of that. I also love that Greta's like, Greta Gerwig's like, I'm so tired of all these people talking about the eclipse. And then they walk in. He's like, Oh, we're going to view the eclipse. (laughs) And I was like, Oh my God, she's like dying. Yeah. Eyes rolling into the back of her head. But it's like, okay, obviously this guy is the bad guy. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. maybe I wish that it was like a little bit less in your face. Um, but I still think that, like, the spooky things that they do at the end, like, is, again, good 80s satanic panicky right. vibes, and, like, right. I'm into that. Like, but, like,
2: I I get that that was the point, yeah. but, like, but maybe I just don't like those type of movies, you know? Like, mm. you know what I mean?
0: mm mm-hmm. That's fair. Speaking yeah. of, I'll piggyback off of the, some of the things, Jamie, because a lot, I agree with a lot of things that you've already said. So I'll try not to just repeat them. But going from what you guys just talked about, even. <laughs> I think what makes me enjoy this movie is all of the bad decisions, which we have all like agreed and said. Totally. I get that. To your uh, point, Brian, I feel like I love those kinds of movies. So even though I have the same, like, why are you doing this? Why are you doing this? But then that draws me in even Mm -hmm. more of like, yes, sure. Sure. This is hilarious to me. And this is funny. And I'm invested. Um, I, I will say that one of my gripes is probably something that has to do with me more so than the movie, so I'll go ahead and admit that up front. But I had to go back and read the plot summary, which is why I found all those crazy things. Sure. Uh, because... I was confused at why she was panicking so much after she saw the picture me too. and all that stuff. Nakeisha, okay, great. Me
2: great. too. Me too. I had great. to I okay. had to read the Wikipedia because Wonderful. So this is what I thought. Let me know yes. if you Jamie's like that that's not true. You're you're that's not true.
1: <laughs> no. I wasn't gaslighting you. No, no, no. I was like, I I feel like I, maybe I had already done that. But at that point, I already had the knowledge and knew what was happening. Mm. So maybe I did gaslight you. Okay.
2: So in the movie, (laughs) so for our listeners, in the movie, she breaks the vase and she's cleaning it up and she opens the door in front of her like the clothing door and like a, like a closet and she sees the furs hanging there and the wife had previously mentioned earlier the furs were in the basement she's like that's weird and then she sees a garbage bag full of pictures and she picks up one of the pictures and she sees a man A woman and a boy. The creepy dude had previously mentioned that he had a son that was all grown up and they had the car behind them of a red Volvo. And then and then so this is what I thought, Nikisha. Mm -hmm. I thought that she found a picture of the man, the woman, and their son at a younger age, but they just did a very bad job of casting younger versions of them for the picture. For whatever Mm -hmm. reason, I didn't put it together that those three people even though you had that shot of like her knocking on the door and like them' revealing what was behind the door the dead family with yes. you know even though that happened for whatever reason maybe I wasn't paying attention enough maybe I just like wasn't on the same wavelength the movie at the time mm-hmm. i did not put together that these people killed the people who lived in the house and then this was they put all their photos away in the garbage bag for whatever reason that went completely over my head and I don't think I'm in the wrong I mean I'm sorry I think I'm in the wrong (laughs) I think that like I should have been better at like picking that up but like that's why I was confused did you have the same confusion
0: yes so but I I thought this I thought and and tell me if this is what you're also saying that so the Olmens, right, are the people that hired her, Samantha, to babysit. Yes.
2: So creepy family.
0: Creepy family. I thought because they mentioned they had a son that this this picture was just an older picture of the Olman family. That's because what I thought. They had a son. Okay, great. Yeah.
2: That, yes. I just thought the ca- they cast bad younger actors that didn't look <laughs> yeah. like them at all mm. in the photo.
0: Yes, because and the photo then- doesn't. I mean, it's it's what the eighties, right? And so. The photo, it doesn't look like it would be something that's... I i don't know. It, the, the photo... I, I don't yeah. know why. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why. The photo <laughs> looked like it was maybe from the past but also could so that that was confusing and then, and then the they volvo cut back her, and forth they cut yes. to
2: also i thought it was very weird that the only time in this whole movie that they kind of cut back to the past was like them in the driveway talking about the volvo in black and white and then cutting to them like getting into the volvo again like right and then and then i was confused like if She saw them drive away in the Volvo. Why would you go outside and look for the car? That felt like a fake plot point just to get her to see that, like, RV outside. Yes, yes, I agree. That that whole section of the movie felt very, like, honestly, 80s movie clunky. So, like, I think it's perfect. Again, it's a like and a gripe, if that makes sense
0: right Mm -hmm. but that really was like a plot that that's a heavy plot point because after all this stuff happens she's like hyperventilating grabbing a knife going into the bathroom and trying to like calm herself down and i'm like why i don't understand what just happened for you to freak out in that manner
2: and then Mm -hmm. i felt like i missed like a very heightened emotional part of the movie that I couldn't emotionally be invested in. And so Jamie had to explain it to me because she watches movies like a champion when I'm there just being like, like a jabroni sitting on the couch being like, I don't get it. And like, she's like, no, let me explain.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Because it's,
0: and and truly it just goes back to the picture. It looked, it looked like an older, a picture from way back. So like I thought it was just the family from way back because they set up the point mm. that he had a son. So it made sense. Yeah. So I didn't think twice about it. That honestly, it, would be in it the should present. have been a
2: daughter. It should have been something. In my something. personal opinion, yes. it should have been that like didn't look like them at all. Right. Like, like had. It. I get why he would say son because he's. Tr- I understand the plot point that he would say we have a son. One because they actually have a son. Right. But two, be that's the one who shot um her in the head. But yeah. like, mm-hmm. uh, I, I don't know. I, I feel like that should have been a daughter or two kids or or, or something. Yeah. Anyway, the, the, we're getting to the, that just really but, bothered me. It makes okay, me thank you. honestly, I feel heard. I feel seen. I feel validated okay? in my confusion <laughs> over that plot point for sure. Mm.
0: That was really the main thing that I was like, hold up. And then I went back and I was like, OK, now it makes sense. But all of that to say, it didn't take away from me enjoying the movie in general. Um, I think that, just to speak on Ty West for a second, he's quickly becoming one of my favorite directors. Mm -hmm. Um, And I want to see other things. I think there's a couple of films that I have not seen of his that I want to go back and see. But uh, I think that he is a master in the history of uh, filmography in the way that he Mm -hmm. presents his pieces because the fact that this is... Uh, this was made in 2009, but to have the aesthetic of the 80s with not only just the... filming on the 16 millimeter and not even just the costumes or whatever, but literally the essence of everything that we've been talking about, about the tropes, uh, and the best friends and the babysitters and the satanic panic. Like he's done his research. And I think that, um, this movie really speaks volumes on, uh, him really understanding the, this particular sub genre of horror movies. So Mm -hmm. shout out to him. Really enjoy it. Uh, a couple of other things while wow, that was a very gruesome death by Greta. And that came out of nowhere. Oh, I um, loved
2: that. Yeah. That mm-hmm. was a big, like for me, that's when I Huge. felt like the movie, like really like turned up the gas. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But then also now that I'm thinking about it, a gripe, it's like, she was so smart to get to try to tell her friend Samantha, like, you don't need to be doing this. This is creepy. But then you're mm-hmm. in the middle of nowhere and you're talking to a stranger. So what where where is the line as far as like.
2: Right. You know what like I mean? you pull over into a graveyard to light a cigarette. Like, just keep driving. Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah nicotine, nicotine. I don't understand
1: that. I, I another. Yeah. Like, yeah. why? Why stop here? What's the, what are of, you doing?
0: Of all the things, like, just, just keep going until you get home. Like, it's not, it's not that deep.
2: Also, um, how did he get the body from the car to the house? And, like, you don't see any blood, like, dripping anywhere except for oh, where the yeah. body is. And,
1: and why bring it into the house in the first place? Right. Like, why not just leave the it car out right. in the middle of nowhere? Like, it literally doesn't matter. Unless they needed
0: like bodies for other satanic rituals they were doing, yeah, I don't know. Because they kept the bodies. Mm. I mean, they didn't dispose of the bodies in the of the actual family in yeah. the room. They're, they were still there, so maybe they needed it. Right, but they else. killed them in the house. True. Yeah. But, but then I it's like if know. you kill them in the house and you're bringing somebody else to the house, why give rid of the bodies? Why are the yeah. bodies still there?
2: I don't know. You yeah. know? I, I don't know the details of the... Because there was also <laughs> like a pentagram or not a pentagram, a, mm-hmm. uh, oh, a star yeah. in the middle. Like they were doing some ritual there. Maybe they need to keep it there. I don't know the specifics I, of their rituals. I think that's
1: a pentagram. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, yes. That's true. That's a good point. Anyway, thank you.
1: <laughs> yes. Um, I did love the... the and this has been in-
2: Shapes with Brian and Jamie. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: yes. So all that, all that aside. One of the other things I liked was the um, the pulsing shots of when, after she ate the laced pizza and passed out and then it was like pulsing Mm. shots of the eclipse and then pulsing shots of like a candle and then like pulsing shots of her. Mm -hmm. And then it's just like, bam, she's, this is where she's at right now, like tied up and all the things. Uh, I, I really enjoyed that. And I enjoyed the ending credits of it. Just the still shots. I'm very like Mm eighties and uh, having all the credits come up on her still shot. And like we mentioned before, I don't see how she survived being shot in the head, but it probably was just because of baby Satan in her belly. Um in the old yeah. Baby Satan. But other than that, I enjoyed it a lot. It was it was a really fun time. As a first time watcher and not knowing anything about it, I I had a really good time overall just for the nostalgia purposes. Mm-hmm.
2: So Brian? <clears throat> um we already said all of my gripes. I totally agree with everybody on all of those. Um, something I will say about this movie is I I, I like this movie too, um, despite how much we're like you know dragging it a little bit. However, yeah. um, I think that the achievement of this movie is more interesting to me than the movie itself. I think, like, the ability to capture that 70s, 80s feeling, the way they filmed it, the fact that we're talking about these likes and gripes, because that is, like, an essential part of those types of movies, um, is way more interesting and impressive to me than the movie itself in terms of, like, the plot and how, what happens and then all of that. I think the acting is very good in general. I think she justifies her bad decisions pretty well, um, just as an actress in general, um... If I had seen this movie in 2009... I would, I, I would feel the uh, the same exact way that I feel about Ty West right now. I can't mm-hmm. wait for his next movie. And Nikisha, you talked a little bit about this, but mm-hmm. like, I feel like this is like seeing like the first Flanagan movie and being like, oh, th- this guy's mm-hmm. got something. Yeah. You know, like like like, like uh, then I, I've never seen the this Sacrament. Guy's got this it. this guy's got something. <laughs> um, I've never seen the Sacrament. I've never seen the Innkeepers. There's a lot of Ty West movies that I really do want to see now. But if I had mm-hmm. seen this in 2009, my butt would have been in a seat for every single one of his new releases, the way that I feel right now. Um, and yeah. I think that's like, what what an achievement on something like this. Yeah. Um, so I'll just quickly list some of my likes so we can get into the other segments. Um, I thought the opening credits were like perfect 70s, 80s credits, like truly immaculate. I loved the fact that they... Um, they mess with your expectations. They subvert them where you think that the house is going to be the one she's renting versus the Mm -hmm. one she has to like babysit at because also D Wallace, who's the real estate agent, who's like a famous like, you know, um, actress from horror movies and stuff like that. Um, you know, the mom and E.T., all of that stuff. Like, you think that, like, something nefarious is going on there or whatnot, but, like, no, that's just the inciting action. And I, I was I was obsessed with that just, like, bit of screenplay um, trickery. Um, uh, uh, Jamie mentioned it. Greta Gerwig, like, eats in every single scene she's in. I think that's wonderful. Yeah. Um, <laughs> something so I really wild. liked about this movie as well is that the camera holds on spaces when they leave or when they're entering um, mm-hmm. the pizza place they, they they hold on the like statue of the guy making the pizza you have the doorknob with the sock on it it's like focused on that and then she comes into frame um, mm-hmm. when she's getting her stuff together in the house and she's coming in and out of that like room and the door frame I thought all of that is just really well done it builds to this like weird tension of just like going to do things um and i appreciated that um i thought one of the best edits in this movie is when she cuts to her asking for four hundred dollars Uh, She asks for $400 from the guy, and then it cuts to her and Megan uh, leaving. So Mm -hmm. you think that, like, oh, you know, they decided not to do it. How are they going to get back in the house? But it's actually Samantha trying to convince Megan for her to let her stay and do that. Mm -hmm. I thought that was an excellent, like, bit of filmmaking there. Um the dialogue in this movie feels, feels very real, very grounded. It doesn't feel like, you know, talking 80s or talking 70s or, like, talking horror. Oh, uh, yeah, like, fair. But it, it, it feels like two people in that time frame, like, just... Talking to each other and being friends, and I thought that was really that really pulled me in quite quite uh, quite a lot. Um, mm-hmm. The point blank headshot that Megan got after a slow burn just really got me in terms of like amping things up. Like oh here we go, mm-hmm. um, and even when it slows down again after that, when she's looking through the house, like you now have that feeling in your gut that is very impactful um the casting is perfectly creepy yet totally normal like I, I thought that they cast some they really creepy people that are trying to be normal and I like appreciated that if that makes sense um the sink and the water dripping with the sound of the phone rotary was like, when she was calling Mm. and the phone rotary, but you have the dripping and they sync up at one point, was like really, really great tension building.
1: Can you Mm. explain what rotary phones are to our younger (laughs) listeners? Back in the the day,
2: (laughs) when you had phones, you had to like, (laughs) it was like a little dial where you had to like, put your finger in the one and then spin the dial, let it go. Then put your finger in the two and spin it around and and do that way. Also, the area code was five Five one six, which is Long Island, um, I thought mm. that was interesting. Mm. Uh, but also nice. Ty West is from Delaware, which I didn't know. But oh, the well. the five one six may have been um, a uh, shout out to the Amityville, uh House, which I think is on the oh, Island.
1: Oh, I yeah.
2: Um, again, another I've based on a true story. It. Oh, that's mm-hmm. cool. Mm-hmm. Um. Creepy. When she reaches for the light switch, I don't know if you noticed this, but at one point in the movie, she reaches for a light switch and it's not there. I thought that was a super cool detail of like being in a house that you don't know. And I thought it was just like like a a detail that kind of added to like her being uncomfortable in this house. (laughs) I thought that was super cool. Um, also an $8 medium pizza with toppings. Sign me up for the late seventies, early eighties. <laughs>
0: or a three, $300 for that whole house to, for a month. To oh, rent? I know.
2: I know. Right. Yeah, totally. Take me back. I know. I know. Um, <laughs> I loved all of the panning out from the windows so you see her in the house to give you the feeling that, you know, someone's watching her. And I like that mm. shot where she turns on the TV and the camera follows her to sitting down on the couch, like, in the mm. two different mm. windows. I really like that a lot. Um and then the biggest scare that I got from this was when she was slowly going up the stairs with the knife and then the doorbell rings for the pizza. I thought that mm. was all, That was really good. Um, and then some quotes I have from the movie. Um, sue me for being helpful. Yes. And ooh, scary. <laughs> um, but... Um, ooh. Yeah. Oh, so here's some questions I have for the group, and, and maybe we answered them. I, I'm, I'm going to read them here. Um, Megan was only killed because she stopped. Would they have killed her later because she was going to pick her up or because she drove her? Like like mm-hmm. I'm just trying to think, like, did Megan do herself in because she stopped or was she always going to be killed because she was either going to A, pick her up or B, you know, like... You know, I, like, I don't know. That That's yeah. just a question there that I have for the group. Um, and then we already talked about my other one. Why would she even check the driveway? Like, it w- doesn't make sense. They, they took the car away. Mm-hmm.
0: Right. I, I literally thought that the whole setup was going to be Greta leaving all the shit going down in the house and then Greta coming back and either being able to save her or she was going to die. So hmm. I think that. They knowing that the head person knew that Greta dropped her off and was going to pick her back up eventually. <clears throat> I think they were probably just set up to like kill her regardless. Sure. Okay.
2: That's my thought. Um, yeah, and those are those. I but I. Uh, I really was, I, I was very into this movie a lot. I mean, mm-hmm. it felt like a million other movies we've seen and we'll talk about in suggestions. But that, <laughs> and that's why I say that, like, the movie didn't impress me, per se, but the filmmaking impressed me a great yeah. deal.
0: Mm-hmm. To be able to submerge yourself into uh, that decade without it feeling any kind of force, and that was one thing that I mm-hmm. was going to mention, too, because there are a lot of movies where, especially um, very old uh, um period movies that are maybe were filmed in the nineties, but like, you can tell that it was filmed in the nineties, even though it's set in like the 1800s or the 1700s, because they uh have like the thin eyebrows. Right. (laughs) And you're like, Mm -hmm. even the soundtrack,
2: the soundtrack, Uh and the score gives it away. Like this, like, 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 like this synth, like very nineties synth in a movie that like, or eighties synth, but it's like, but this movie, like I told Mm -hmm. everything felt like it was made in 1979, 1981.
0: Yes. Yeah. Especially the scoring. There was some strings mm-hmm. or some things that were happening towards the end when, like, shit was going down. And it was like, "Go, oh, this is very much um, in, in the realm of, of 80s. And it doesn't feel over, I guess, overproduced to where it would seem like it would yeah, be something yeah. from mm-hmm. uh, the 2000s. But, yeah, a, a true testament to, to him for just really submersing you in the, uh, in the decade. So, mm-hmm. grand. Shall I move on to brains? <laughs> And tasty. Mm-hmm. I feel like we've talked to so much though about like human behavior because wow, these decisions were absolutely awful. <laughs> this is gonna feel like a Kevin's Corner. If you know, you know of like how the roundabout <laughs> way of me asking this question to Jamie <laughs> sure. right now. But the movie ends, and then I'm thinking in my brain, satanic panic. How did that even start? We've talked so much about it, but I don't—I didn't know the origins, right? Yeah. And so, a quick we, deep
2: dive. We we talked about it on the Stranger Things episode for the most recent season because they were playing yes. on the the Satanic Panic stuff too. I think, mm. right?
0: Right. But there, according to Wikipedia, which was my only deep dive <laughs> into Satanic Panic, <laughs> is that it all stemmed from uh, this. Book that was written that gave a lot of philosophies. Uh, it was a, a husband who wrote the book about his wife's experiences um, about um, repressed memories, and it brought up that she might have been abused by a religious like cult, and that was published out into the into the world, and then. Uh, that's when people were kind of gathering other information about it. And so then that led me to the term recovered memory therapy, because that's what they talk about in the book. And it claims that uh, traumatic memories can be buried in the subconscious. And the only way to access them is through practices of hypnosis or guided imagery, psychoanalysis, past life regressions, and journaling. So This has since been something that um, actual psychologists uh, don't agree with, you know, or they um, are not about, you know, recovered memory therapy. So I wanted to ask Jamie what your thoughts on recovered memory therapy are. And do you believe that traumatic memories can be uh, buried into one's subconscious?
1: Um. So I didn't know what this was. Yeah. <laughs> See, because it's not a valid like Wait, what's you it know, called again? Thing. Recovered, Recovered memory, memory therapy. therapy.
2: Interesting. In yeah. in college, I took a creative writing class and I think we we read a segment of this person's book and we discussed it.
0: Really? Really? Yeah. That's what for like it's, for I'm, purpose? I'm, reco-
2: I'm recovering my memory. Oh my God. On it. Oh God. But th- that, th- uh. that, well, that was a joke. The first part was real,
0: which is <laughs> crazy. Yeah. Yeah. But this um, is not like a, this, this is not a thing that is practiced like in actual, like medical re-
2: fields. Recovered yeah. well, memory. Here's, so recovered I'm read memory. What the Wikipedia therapy.
1: entry says about it. So recovered yes. memory therapy is a catch all term for a controversial and scientifically discredited form of psychotherapy that critics say utilizes one or more unproven therapeutic techniques, um, such as psychoanalysis, hypnosis, mm-hmm. journaling, past life regression, uh, which I don't know what that is, um, hypnosis to oh uh, uncover past memories of past lives or incarnations, um, guided imagery, and the use of sodium amytol interviews to purportedly help patients recall previously forgotten memories. They claim, contrary to evidence, that traumatic memories can be buried in the subconscious and therefore affect current behavior, and that these memories can be recovered through the use of these techniques, and it is not recommended by mainstream ethical and professional mental health associations. Right. So, yeah. I don't know anything about this. What I don't like about what it also says of, like, when it was coined is that it was coined... By this association called the False Memory Syndrome Foundation, which advocates on behalf of individuals who claim to have been falsely accused of perpetrating child sexual abuse. What? Yeah. So I'm like, oh, see, the more digging you do, the more you... It's like, oh, this makes sense of why it's not recommended by mainstream ethical folks. Right. Um, So... Yeah. I don't know too much about this, but in terms of like trauma and memory, like Mm when I, and I'm not going to speak to the subconscious and like that stuff, but trauma does. And we've talked about trauma and the impact on the brain and memory before on this podcast, like trauma does weird stuff to our brains. Like when we're experiencing a traumatic event, like the way that it's like the, the connections that are happening in our brains, like it is doing different things. So, like, you know, as an example, let's say that you're, let's say that you experience something traumatic that you want to, like, report to the police. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that experience can be particularly challenging. And they're actually, there are supposed to be certain interviewing techniques that, like, police and, and ADAs who are potentially going to, like, prosecute a case are supposed to use because it's with this understanding that like memory from trauma doesn't come necessarily in chronological order. So like that's mm. one example of the ways that like our our brains are impacted by experiencing trauma. We might not be able to recall certain pieces of that traumatic event in the order in which it happened in which, in which it happened and we're like we might be pulling from all kinds of different things based on like how it how it has like made those connections in our brain. Um, and so like, you know, sometimes there, some, some folks I've worked with have said processes where like they're being asked questions in a certain order of like what transpired, but they're not able to give that information in that way because like it, it's just not registered in that particular way. Yeah. So like that can be really challenging. Um, and then a lot of times, like, they're asked to kind of revisit it over and over again. And, like, that also can be really re-traumatizing. So, like, it, it it does do really weird things to our memories and our ability to recall information and, like, all of that. So, like, that's, like, there there is research and science into that. But I can't speak to, like, any of this. And quite frankly, right. I'm definitely concerned about, like, who is coining it and where that came from. Um, right. So yeah, and it's you know it's interesting because
0: we have it's interesting because we have talked about uh, hypnotherapy in mm-hmm. you know other movies <clears throat> and things
2: the the but, Netflix classic hypnotic
0: hypnotic yes oh, man <laughs> uh, and it's so interesting that these things still come about but we never really talked about like how much it is discredited or that or its association with. Um, recovered memory therapy, you know, in, in that sense. So it's just, I mean, uh, I think a
1: lot of things are, are presented as like, as fictional when you're watching a movie. mm -hmm. And so like, but like if you, if you're not knowledgeable about that particular topic or like area, then you might just take it and run with it. And you're like, holy shit, is that really what like Hypnotherapists are like planting wild things in my brain and like Mm -hmm. making me do things that I don't remember doing. And it's like (gasps) this this is this is what grinds my gears about movies that like discuss mental health and and human behavior in those particular ways. Because like there are people that like might not otherwise realize that like this is false and like it's it's pretend. And Mm -hmm. so they're like taking it like, you know, internalizing it and and then like that's adding to the stigma. So like that's exactly. those are the things that, that make me mad. Um and I wish there was more I mean I don't really I guess like it kind of like how do you what do you do about mm-hmm. that? I don't really know what the answer is. I I think like not I mean I don't I think you have to be really careful about presenting things that are truly fiction. Yeah. Um, because I feel like you either Like, to not perpetuate harm, you either have to go, like, all in on the silly side where it's, like, people know that this is, like, definitely not not grounded in reality and, like, it's goofy, silly, and, like, this isn't real – or you go the opposite end and you're like, we're actually going to take an informed approach and, like, explain things to the audience in a way so they can understand it because it's based in something that's real. Like, I feel like anytime you get somewhere in the middle, that's when problems, at least that's when I have problems with yeah. those presentations. Um, and I makes get sense. that that's not always possible, maybe, but, like, then I'm going to complain about it, so...
0: Right. (laughs) Then you're going to have the actual professionals being like, I call bullshit. This is not correct. I don't
1: like this. I don't (laughs) like
0: it. it Fantastic.
2: It also just goes to show you, like, I mean, it's media. Like, the power of that book had over so many people. The power the media has. And, you know, the things that we're experiencing now today like with, like, quote, fake news and, like, Mm -hmm. getting your news from different sources, like... It, it, it's not new, like it, it's yeah. not new at all, and and I think yeah. this is a. It's the
1: this, same, yeah. It's just the same themes that we see time and time again, just presented in like slightly different ways. But like, mm-hmm. it like these these core ideas, like are are things that we've already been dealing with. Yeah, throughout it's history. fascinating. It
2: mm-hmm.
0: is. Okay, so my next question is not as crazy. <laughs>
2: uh, <laughs> that was a good question. I'm glad you did that, that was research. A good question. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's just it's just interesting to see the things that people will just make up and put out there and say, "Yep, this works." Here it is, you know, and then people just eat it up. Ugh, crazy. But my <laughs> next question is, uh, <laughs> what or what do you think is the reason why so many people are uh, susceptible to cults? Because they still exist, maybe not in the um, heightened fictionalized, fictionalized versions that we see in movies, but mm-hmm. they are out there and people are a part Shout of them. Shout out to all
1: our satanic cults out there. Shout out.
0: <laughs> Listen, people might hate me for this, but some churches are cults. So there you go. You know,
1: well, to all the bagul lovers and uh, uh, I'm trying to think of who, oh, who's the one from the VHS that the witches are saying her name at the end? Uh, it begins with
2: uh, M, right? Yeah. Mod, uh, mm. Mabel. 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 Yes. Mabel. Mabel.
1: Yeah, we love well, Mabel. 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 To- Mabel. To- Mabel. Mabel. But Mabel. to go
2: one step further, Nikisha, yes. uh, religion is just socially acceptable cults.
1: Mm. Thank you.
0: Hopefully that's (laughs) not a hot, hot take, but I agree fully. uh,
2: But, but like, organized religion. Faith is a different... To me, faith and religion are two very separate things. They are. Mm
0: -hmm. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. But organized religions... Some of those people, it's questionable the, the the choices that they make and how they have no respect for other human lives. And, you know, that's a whole nother conversation. But, Brian, that's the exact truncated version of what I was trying to say. Organized religions, cults. So sorry. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Jamie, and answer.
2: <laughs> we're not we're not um, jumping down any rabbit holes here. <laughs> <laughs> We've
0: been going to eighty million. It's Alice in I Wonderland land here. It's fine. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, I think that like every so often, I feel like cults get a lot of attention in the media because of like something that's happening. Usually mm-hmm. something criminally justice related and like then everybody is very curious about it um I think a lot of people are curious about like how how does this happen how do people get involved um and I think also as a side note like I'm not somebody who works directly with folks who have been in cults however I do know that that is a niche in therapy there are therapists that work with folks who have left cults and like help them cope with that transition. That is something that is real and like very needed because like the, the things that like I I can only imagine like what state you might be in after you leave and like the type of, yeah, thanks. Um, the type of support that you need. Um, so I'm glad that there are folks out there who like are specially trained to, to work with that population. Yeah. Um, I think that some of the things, and and I might, I say some of this where it's like, oh, shit, I relate to this. Like, does that mean I'm susceptible to a cult? Like, take this with a grain of salt. I think that there's obviously, mm-hmm. like, more context. But yeah. I think that the ways that folks are are buying into this is, like, there's some element of, like, Growth that they want to experience, self betterment, like some some enlightenment, something like that, where it's like the mission is like you're going to improve yourself, you're going to re- achieve this like higher degree of something. Mm-hmm. Um, which again, th- that's why I prefaced it with like I might relate to this because objectively, who doesn't want to like experience growth or like right. a deeper a deeper connection with your a higher degree of connection with yourself? Mm-hmm. Um, so you know i think that's one piece i think also like it's not just about you but like cult implies that there's other people involved so like the draw to the sense of like community, community? yeah yeah and and like it's it's this like it's it's very relationship focused mm-hmm. um again you might be saying like yeah i want to be a part of a community like that doesn't mean that I want to join a cult, or maybe right. you're like, does that mean I want to join a cult? Um, but again, these are things that I think are like, you know, any any basic human desire or need is also kind of aligned with like what I think a cult might be targeting. But the yeah. other thing is like, there is this element of vulnerability, and that's that's a, a bigger part that I think, and it's I think that's a lot harder to describe because like I think that might look differently for different people. Um, And I don't even know if I can like even speak more specifically on that, but like Hmm. there's something where like there's a willingness to suspend any disbelief on what you're being promised and like what's being presented to you. And I do think that that comes from this state of like vulnerability, maybe some like, maybe some self doubt in there combined, like, you know, feeling this need to be a part of this thing. Like, the draw is just very high. And, you know, I don't think... That's not to say that, like, people who are more guarded are are not likely to join cults. So right. I'm sure that's not true at all. Um, but I do think that there is, like, some degree of vulnerability that's tapped into when, when it's being presented, like, in combination with those other things. Yeah, um, I think in particular, if, like you are more isolated or like have limited support system like that plays into it too. Cause again, like the connection is a big draw in helping you like with, again, whatever the mission is, um, whatever that growth is. But like that I think is also, um, a big part. I'm sure there's other things too, but those, those are some of the things that come to mind.
2: And if I could, uh, if 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 our listeners are more interested in like how does one become involved in a cult like on purpose or by accident um the h season 1 of the hbo documentary the vow about the nexium cult yes. is actually a very intricate detailed and fascinating exploration of how somebody becomes involved in a cult with maybe not even knowing it um yep. uh, that that's one of the best uh that's one of the best explanations, visual, like, and both, like, hearing from people inside of it without, like, and being able to look at it as objectively as possible, right. having removed themselves from it. Um, I, that's one of the things I, of course, I love the mystery of it, the, like, unrevealing of stuff and whatnot. It's a very good narrative in general, but the, um, what really kept me engaged was, like, how does somebody Get that deep into something. You don't make mm-hmm. those conscious decisions in some ways. Um, I, I thought it was fascinating. So that's another interesting way to 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 go a little deeper uh, in a more personal level than what Jamie, uh, in addition to the information Jamie just provided us.
1: Yeah, that's and literally- like and no, go ahead. that's just. Oh no, I was just gonna say like that's just. We're talking about, like, what might make somebody more vulnerable or more susceptible to joining a cult. Like, that's not even speaking to what are the things that, like, the cult might be doing yep. to sure. manipulate you into, yep. mm-hmm. like, you might you might not necessarily struggle with those things. That's, that's thinking about it more of, like, that might increase your risk of potentially, like, mm-hmm. joining a cult, but like there are still things that a cult is actively doing to manipulate you into like joining like you know just gaslighting uh like that intense affection up front that like is is really like like love bombing mm-hmm. um, like we think about love bombing in like you know intimate partner violence and abusive relationships, but, like, mm-hmm. this is also kind of an abusive relationship. So, like, if you think about it, it it's all about power and control. So if yes. that's what the goal is, then there's a lot of overlap between what you might see in intimate partner violence, but, like, just on a bigger scale in, in like, a group form.
2: Yeah, and also, we can't forget that someone who was highly susceptible to cults, but he had a family around him to help him through all of this, friends and family, is Sean Hunter in that episode of Boy Me's World.
0: <laughs> that, you are <coughs> correct. <laughs> but he had a I strong mean, community. And yeah, that's he had a strong was community. Yes. Yeah, absolutely.
2: Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. He, yeah, yeah, he yeah, was yeah, able yeah. to have, like, you know... Corey and and the whole Matthews family helped yeah. to pull him out of that because I think that's the episode where Mr. Turner was in a car in, a, in the motorcycle accident and he had that breakdown mm. in the hospital. Um, but uh, when I think of Colts, that's what I think of. That's why I brought it up.
0: <laughs> I love Boy Meets World so much; it's fantastic. Uh, great, yes, and ditto to the Nexium uh, doc- documentary because it's mm. absolutely uh, wonderful. Okay. My last question is, and you kind of touched on it a little bit, but do you think there's like a specific mental illness or a mental disorder, excuse me, that's attached to people who seem to not have any kind of regard for human life? And I, I want to throw out my guess of, um, <laughs> well, I can't think of, I'm thinking of a Bill, <laughs> Stuart Billy and not the actual terms. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Because I just something think of
0: here. Billy, <laughs> mm-hmm. so yes. Can you can you uh, let us know what your thoughts are on that?
1: Yeah, I think that the one that probably most likely fits is what you're alluding to, which <laughs> is like in in the DSM, it doesn't yes. say Stuart Billy, but it might say antisocial personality disorder. Mm. Um. Uh, so that is um a personality disorder where like I think folks often view that as like the psychopath sociopath which is usually what we're talking about when we talk about billy or Mm stew um but it's like the lack of remorse for uh, like a general disregard for other people general Um,
2: disregard (laughs) (laughs) that was a good one
0: that was a really good one that was
1: (laughs) and you said what uh, anti Anti anti-social personality disorder
0: Okay, and that is our Billy of it all—the psychopath of it all. Mm-hmm. Okay,
1: mm-hmm. tend like tend to lie and yeah. act impulsively, little regard for safety or r- anything for others.
0: Yeah, which is just a, a scary, a scary thing. Also, to think about like. Are you born into that, which we talked about with the Scream movies, you know, are you mm-hmm. born in, into that or is that something that your atmosphere environment um, leads you to down down that particular path?
2: And that's that's something that Dexter, I mean, whether you think it would deal well or not well, that's mm-hmm. what Dexter kind of tries to break down a little bit too, mm-hmm. the, at least in the first couple of seasons.
0: I've never watched that. Is it worth watching the first the couple first of seasons? The first
2: four seasons are spectacular mm-hmm. television. Um, I've heard that if you binge the entire series, it's way better than if you watched it episode to episode, season to season. Um, okay. Hmm. I watched it episode to episode, season to season. Um, and after ep- season four, it really, like, starkly went downhill for me. However, mm. seasons one through four are some of the best television I was, like, watching at the time. Um, So... I would I would say watch uh, absolutely watch seasons one through four and if you're really enjoying yourself keep going but know that like it it may not get better than season four season four is one of the better seasons of television I've ever watched.
0: Hmm. Got it. I put it on my list. I'm almost done with my uh, season one through seven Walking Dead. Before oh it falls yeah, I off.
2: forgot we haven't talked about them forever. Wait, <laughs> where where are you on it right now?
0: Season six, episode five or six. It's Dang. they've reached they're in the new town that's run by um the woman, the older woman, and they're all blocked off and they um The Whisperers? The no. older woman Oh, oh with the W on their heads, the the I can't oh, man, I, I don't can't even think remember,
2: of the name remember of the this.
0: Okay. Well it's this whole it's this whole town. And I forgot what the name of the town was, but um, it's run by this woman, this older woman and her husband, but they were there the whole time the, the, uh, the world shut down. So they never really had to go outside and like fight for themselves. And so then Rick and the gang eventually like find this community and get brought into the community. But then of course, like all this stuff happens and Rick and his gang are trying to protect them because they don't know how to protect themselves. Cause they hadn't had to be outside in the
2: I mean, I outside remember. world. Yeah, yeah, season
0: six. It's uh, quite I still intense. need
2: to watch the final season, but I'm not. I, I've decided that like once I finish the final season, that's it for me. I'm not watching any of the new spin off shows. I will mm. watch, I will yeah. watch the the um, the there's do they're doing a movie. Like that continues some of the TV show, but like I'm not watching any of the TV show spinoffs. Like I'm, I, I, I'm like I'm just gonna watch. Yeah, that's it. Anyway, sorry. That I mean, it's okay. a lot.
0: It's after a while. It's like, what other things can you do? It just becomes Who's repetitive. Gonna, it's like just yeah. like
2: just stay in one place, bro.
0: Just stay, <sighs> just stay in one place. I don't <sighs> get it. I don't understand it. But it's still very, very good. And there's. Still a lot of good people in there. Mm. Like Daryl's my guy. I'm super glad that he's still alive. I feel like he's alive through the whole thing. But um, yeah, it's crazy. It's now just thinking like, who's the main character that's going to die? That's going to like be devastating, you know, for the whole for the sure, whole season. Sure. Mm-hmm. So anyway, that's the Walking Dead parlor talk. Come sit, have a drink.
1: It's parlor talk. <laughs>
0: Uh, Hello. let's move on to Rotten Tomatoes. Rotten Tomaten, yeah? Rotten Tomaten. Great. Rotten Tomaten.
2: It's the Rotten Tomatoes game. <laughs> what do you think this movie has on Rotten Tomatoes?
1: 56.
2: Oh, oh. wow.
0: I was going to
2: say it's like 72. (laughs) 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 This has an 85% on Rotten Tomatoes. Great. Though its underlying themes are familiar, the House of the Devil effectively sheds the loud and gory cliches of contemporary horror to deliver a tense, slowly building throwback to the fright flicks of decades past. I think that's a solid description of this movie. I'll take it. Oh, but the audience score is down by 63, is 63%. Okay. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Agreed. Um, <laughs> fantastic. Uh, okay, like, I guess let's do the four S's, I guess. We always do them now. do it.
1: Let's. Okay. Skull, scares, and
2: suggestions. The talking horrors, for. Okay, so we have Skulls, Scares, Shakes, and Suggestions. Um, We're going to rank them all 1 through 10. Skulls being how well it handles mental health and human behavior. Scares, how scary was it? And Shakes, how much is this going to stay with you? And then we'll do our suggestions after that. So, Jamie, let's start with your Skulls, Scares, (laughs) and Shakes.
1: All right. So I I mentioned that I might be a wee bit harsh. Um, For Skulls, I gave this a (laughs) 3. Because I feel like there's a lot of bad decision-making that just, like, doesn't really make any sense. Um, Even, not just in reality, but also in, like, the character that, like, we were promised in the beginning and then it just pivots into, like, who is this person? Why are you... So many doors that you're opening. I would never do that. Um, (laughs) Too many doors. For scares... Too many doors. Uh, For scares, I gave this a two. Um, I don't think that, like... Like there really aren't that many jump scares. Um, I think that the the scenes that are supposed to build tension kind of last a little too long and like the tension kind of dips. Um, at least for me. Again, I've seen this movie before a few times, so maybe that's just based on like I don't really remember how spooked I was the first time I watched it. Um, so it it it's the effect I feel like has been lessened. Um What was that number shakes, again? A two. Okay. A dose uh, <laughs> for your Duolingo. Um, and for, for shakes, I gave this a four. Did the Duolingo hit harder right now, Nakisha? Because you just saw Barbie and there is that Duolingo joke in it. That oh, was, my gosh.
2: That was <laughs> the joke. Absolutely. That was the joke that Jamie and I laughed hardest at because I do Duolingo. (laughs) And she, like, hears me in the bathroom in the morning being like, Like, no habla espanol. (laughs) I hear
1: the click click.
2: No (laughs) hablo. You did it. You got it right. Yeah, (laughs) that sound effect. uh, It was perfect. It was perfect.
1: So So good. Um, For shakes, I am giving this a four um, because even though I, like, generally remember, generally remembered uh, what happened in this film, I actually forgot that she shoots herself in the head at the end. And I like, <laughs> almost just remarked like, oh, I I totally didn't remember the ending of this at all. So oh, wow. it really didn't implant itself into my brain. but that made me like it again like more sure. because I was like, oh, that's like a good ending. I like that they did that. Mm-hmm. Um, so so yeah, that's uh, that's what I got.
2: Nikisha?
0: Okay, so skulls, I'm going to give this a two. And I make up for it in the shakes, but of course, we're just talking about how the movie, the action of the movie, talks about skulls and he or, or talks about human behavior, skulls. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so a two for me because everybody's making awful decisions, as Wikipedia states. Scares, I'm also going to give it a two because it wasn't scary to me. Uh, I agree with Brian that I jumped at the pizza coming. Um, that was good. tension building. Great. But I when really like this movie. Sc- when the huh?
2: scariest part of your movie is you hold the pizza box vertically, like, you know, <laughs> we got some things to talk about. We got some
0: issues. <laughs> uh, it, but I, I really enjoy this movie, so I'm going to give this uh, a seven because it nice. will stay with me.
2: Um, oh, we should also shout out the makeup design person for the um, the weird face of the uh, mother-in-law. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Was really well done. Hmm. Um, Nikita, well, did you watch witchy? Cobweb? Yeah. I
0: haven't yet. No. Okay. Oh. Okay. <sighs> oh. Um,
2: I'm I'm looking forward to you watching that. I I I, I is yes yes. Once you do, I'd like to dedicate like the opening of an episode to like just talking through Cobweb a little bit
0: fantastic
2: oh boy. um but um okay i also agree with jamie skulls is a three for me i agree with the two of you that scares is a two i give this a six for shakes because i previously mentioned um i would definitely add this to like a a watch list for someone if this is like what they dug um, yes i find actually that i enjoy throwback movies more than I enjoyed the movies that were made during the, like the eighties in that time period. Um, that's fair. like I enjoy final girls more than I enjoy, like a mm. lot of slashers from the eighties, like mm. stuff like that. But I, I know that they're very different and one is like trying to be something like that, but like this didn't feel like it was trying. This just was. And I think that's really yeah. impressive. Just um,
0: like, uh, the movie X. Sorry if I took somebody's suggestion, but I think mm. that's also, well, it's also Ty West, but a great example of what you said, Brian. <coughs> Agreed. Of, um, Yes. Like in the genre, but better than (laughs) that.
2: Yeah. And I would argue that still X feels like it was made now, but as an homage, this actually feels like it was made then, which is like, and I I think I opened my like likes and gripes with this. Like, that's the most impressive thing to me. And that's why it gets a six. Um, Nikisha, do you want to start with suggestions?
0: Yeah. uh, When I saw this, I was like, I am getting deja vu flashbacks of somebody running around in a house. In the 70s. And so Black Christmas 1974 mm. OG is mm-hmm. my suggestion.
1: This is a good one. That's a
2: great one. Jamie? Yeah. Yes.
1: Uh, Satanic Panic. I went with Starry Eyes. Mm. Um, yeah. Because, oh. you know, what, what would you do to, to have your dreams come true? Um, <laughs> but I also wanted to suggest Suspiria. For yeah. like weird, and and that being said, I have not seen the original, um, so I, I'm, I can only really speak to the remake, um, but uh, like weird, culty, bad vibes happening, um, that's all I will say. I'd say um, the OG is,
0: is a good, also compliment to it. I haven't seen mm-hmm. the remake, I've just seen the mm-hmm. OG. Oh, cool. definitely I really in
1: want to watch, maybe we should do the remake, because I really want to re-watch it. Mm. I, with like a very different lens because I was like very confused the first time, but like I've had a lot of time to sit on it, and I want to I want to give it another go. We
2: yeah. could we could even do both of them if we wanted to. Oh. Let's do it. Um, but there's only one movie that I would suggest with this one, and it's Rosemary's Baby. Yeah, mm. like Satanic this is panic. yeah everything mm-hmm. the the cult aspect, the gaslighting, the You know, all all of that. Some other ones I had here were, um, I guess, just like Halloween um, Mm -hmm. uh, and Night of the Demons, if you want, like a very 80s movie. Um, But Rosemary's Baby is like, is the one.
0: For sure. Um, All right. Well, that wraps up our episode of The House of the Devil. You can follow us on all the social medias, the TikTok, the Instagram, the Twitter, at Talk Horror Pod, P O D. And Brian, where can they listen to us?
2: Yeah, you can listen to us wherever you get podcasts. So, like for instance, if you're really into Spotify, we're on Spotify. Yes. Maybe you get everything from Apple Podcasts. We are there. We're also on YouTube, like in the podcast sections, you can find us there as well. Um, but wherever you're listening to us, Rate and review us there. Five stars, please. And thank and you. Thank you. Um, yeah. Uh, and then uh, next week starts our run of um, uh, what is it? Latin Heritage Month. Mm. Mm-hmm.
1: Hispanic mm-hmm. Latin Heritage. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, my brain. My brain short circuited. So we'll one. be doing.
2: Um, we're going to be doing the Orphanage, Wreck, and. Um, uh, uh Pen's labyrinth um so we'll do a little Jay Bayona, we'll do some Guillermo del Toro um and one of the best found footage movies ever wreck. Um so um I'm super excited for that just from a from a high level standpoint and then we'll, well then we're going to get into uh we're going to get into October and we've got some uh, some fun stuff in October for y'all so make sure that you're subscribed.
0: Yes. Ooh. Good old spooky season. So excited for it. And also, guys, we really do enjoy when you uh, review us and write about us. Uh, It's very exciting. So thank you to those who have um, reviewed us. And, yes, if you are liking what you're hearing, let us know, guys. (laughs) You know, we all need a little validation now and then. So. Yeah, please. Yeah. yeah.
2: Definitely. Please.
0: Please. (laughs) Also, Brian, do you want to end, end us with one of your quote-to-quotes?
2: Oh, yeah, of course. Um, let me bring up my quote machine. Um, bring <clears> back my machine. quotes. Sue su- 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 me for being helpful. <laughs>
0: <laughs> just sumi. Thanks, guys. Thanks for um, listening. But uh,
2: uh, shout-out, before uh, just review-wise, uh, yes. shout-out to... Uh, Y- yalaki d i don't really know how to pronounce that uh, uh great review we really appreciate you thank you so much for listening yes thank
1: um, you air horns just for you oh i'll put
2: those in <laughs> that's <Yeah>. right
1: <laughs> everybody who gives us a five-star review gets personalized air horns <laughs> whew,
2: whew, whew, whew. <laughs> we, we are creating them <clears throat> like, well, yes. I'm not going to be, I'm going to lie. We like reading them too. Like, it, yes, it helps <laughs> us, but like, I like reading them. What do you want from me? It's nice. <laughs> we put a lot of work, hard work into this. And it's very nice to know that you're listening and you're enjoying. Um, so if you do listen, The Orphanage, Wreck, and Pan's Labyrinth, uh, that's your homework.
0: Yes. Exciting you know. times. Yeah, we should We should uh, give them homework. This is what we're doing next, y'all. So prepare. Prepare yeah, the way. yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Okay, well, thanks guys. We way. appreciate you. Bye-bye. Bye.
2: Bye. Bye.